Welcome to the Absent Father Podcast, a weekly conversation where we discuss the impacts in all areas of our life of growing up with an absent father, how to overcome them, and the superpowers we create along the way. I'm your host, Rodney Miller, executive coach, MBA, and son of an absent father. You can learn more about me and get in touch by visiting www.rodneymuller.com. We got greatness by choice. We got gravity by chance. All right, welcome to another episode of the Absent Father podcast. Again, I'm your host, Rodney Miller. Uh, excited for today's conversation, which is about something that I think is commonly referred to as analysis paralysis. And maybe you know what that is, but it's basically this uh, this problem with uh, just wearing ourselves out when we're trying to make a choice and um, kind of in this endless pursuit for all the right information so we can make the perfect choice, Uh, which is, I think, important probably if you're launching a rocket into space, but maybe not as important, uh, you know, when you're figuring out which protein powder to buy or uh, what pen, for example. So I wanted to start with just telling a little story. I mean, this is something that I have uh, really struggled with. I didn't know it was a thing for me. Um, And some things that I've learned along the way that have helped me get better, but I'm heading on a vacation this week and... uh, very unusually, we have the hotel booked all in advance. Uh, we didn't do a lot of uh, looking around. We just kind of booked the place. Uh, we booked our flights. It's all very normal process, um, which is very unusual for me, but something that I've learned that uh, maybe it's as I'm getting older, but I learned that I, I enjoy the experience of traveling to be less dramatic. Um, but today I want to talk about this idea of analysis paralysis, and it totally showed up on this vacation, fortunately less and less and less. But we're, we're heading to Cancun. Uh, we're flying into Cancun, and we'll be in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, and I'm renting a car. And I've rented a car there before, uh, which is even funnier, but still I've probably spent in the last few weeks, three weeks, um, at least three to four hours uh, perusing different blogs, perusing uh, kayak, and uh, searching for, you know, not only what's the best deal, but from the most reputable car company, and do we want a minivan, or do we want a four-door, you know, what insurance do I need, what insurance do they give me, the whole thing. And the, the funny thing is that uh, I often find myself in this process, whether it's a hotel uh, or it's buying a piece of electronics or uh, looking at what's the best grill cover on Amazon. Uh, I have this penchant for uh, really <clears throat> analyzing to death something that um, maybe shouldn't be so hard. And the hard part or the sucky part is that I often land in the same choice. So uh, 
going into the process and renting the car for Mexico, I knew that I wanted uh, something from one of the, you know, more reputable brands that are on the airport. And I end up with a full size vehicle. And I know the insurance that I have to pay, which I knew within the first 10 minutes of doing the search. But it didn't stop me from having to go through this process where I completely agonized over was I making the right choice? Uh, was I getting the best deal, etc. And one of the things that, you know, you might notice how you do this in other areas of life, you know, maybe it's, you know, what eggs to buy at the grocery store. Maybe it's, uh, you know, what coffee or maybe it's when you're sitting down at a restaurant and you just can't seem to make a choice on what you want on the menu. And for a long time, I didn't, I wasn't even aware of the fact that I had this thing or that in order to um, kind of avoid the agony of uh, going through this exhaustive process or going through the agony of having to go to a new restaurant and choose a new item on the menu, I would instead just you know, end up going to the same exact restaurant and ordering the same exact thing all the time. Um, because I knew what I was going to get. There was a comfort, there was a stability, there was a uh, sense of calm and just being able to rely on a particular uh, restaurant and a particular thing that I already knew that I enjoyed. Now, there's there's nothing wrong with that except for uh, when it starts to limit uh, our choices or it keeps us from maybe experiencing things that we want to experience or it takes a ton of energy, a ton of wasted energy on things that really aren't worth um, wasting your energy on. Now, another another thing that we do, I notice, is that I, I tend to uh, I have a really specific way of buying things. I look for the thing that is uh, of good quality, but also good value. And so I'm always in this like tension between I want something that's really reliable and a great product, but I also want it at, you know, it doesn't, it's not the cheapest because I hate the cheapest thing, but, but at a good price. If it's just a little bit cheaper than it should be, or maybe it's refurbished uh, or something like that but it's a quality brand that I believe in. Um, that's oftentimes how I go about it. And it, it's kind of cool as I'm telling you this, I'm like, yeah, this is also kind of a superhero power that we have because we can kind of assess or intuitively sense like with pretty good precision what is the best value of something and, and to really sense the quality um, and the integrity of the brand and to, to understand the basic elements of what makes something, either a person or a product or a service, uh, effective. Uh, it's something that we got really talented at. So... What I want to talk about is why. Why is this? And, you know, a lot of this uh, podcast for me is about just bringing awareness to uh, the things that um, connect us and the things that 
uh, we share. And as we bring awareness to them, as we can connect, oh, that's interesting that you grew up with an absent father or a distant father and you also have these traits. There must be something there. And when we can become aware of how they play out, um, that gives us the opportunity to choose something different. Uh, it gives us the opportunity to, instead of beating ourselves up or wondering what what's wrong with us, it gives us the opportunity to have more compassion for ourselves, and to know that uh, a lot of these traits came from a, uh, a hurt place, came from a, a harmed place. So one of the things that I find that applies to us as adults of people who grew up with an absent or distant father is, is that as children, we had to make adult decisions with kid wisdom. So as children, I'll just say that again, as children, we had to make adult decisions, but all we had at our disposal was the wisdom of a kid. So when you had to, uh, when you were seven years old and you entered into a place that maybe wasn't safe, or somebody asked you where your dad was, or someone took advantage of you or was picking on you, uh, or you had to figure out how to get your own lunch money or whatever it was, um, you had to make decisions that were really adult decisions, but the only wisdom and experience you had available to you at the time was what a seven-year-old has. And when we have that experience, we often bring that same level of pressure and scrutiny into our adult decisions. So there's two things that I think are really at the heart of this analysis paralysis, particularly when it relates to buying something. So number one is when we're buying something, it deals with money. And because every dollar that we spend with it, with that dollar that goes out the door, also with it goes out a little bit of our safety. So automatically, whenever it comes to spending money, our, our automatic, because we equate the money that we have with our safety, because when we have money, we have the ability to rely on ourselves and not others. Uh, when a dollar goes out the door, so does a dollar of our safety. And so that adds this uh, scrutiny. We want, whenever we're buying something, we're trying to get it for the least amount of safety that we can part with. Uh, secondly, is that we don't trust ourselves. We, we kind of bring this uh, childlike wisdom to the buying decisions, this childlike distrust to our buying decisions. So another way to think about this and kind of drive it home as to where this analysis paralysis comes from. So on the one hand, when we buy something, and, and you know, I 
have you consider that the larger the purchase, the more pressure that gets created. When we buy something, we want that thing to be reliable. We want that thing to satisfy us. Whether it's a meal or a television or a phone or a car, we really want the thing that we acquire to not let us down. And that might be a familiar tone because we're used to people letting us down. So when we can control something like the things that we buy, why not look for a thing that doesn't let us down, that's going to be reliable? And the second part is, again, with money. So we want to spend the least amount of money to get the most reliable thing. And oftentimes, uh, those two things don't really coexist. In fact, it, you can hear the pressure that it creates because you could get the cheapest thing, but it probably won't be reliable. And you could get the absolute most reliable thing that you would just love the most, but it's not likely to be the cheapest thing. So in this process, we inherently have this pressure that gets created, which makes choosing what you're going to eat or buying a car or picking the rental car in Mexico for a seven-day trip really excruciating. And so what we do is, if you're like me, you analyze every single possible angle until the right decision emerges. Like, you realize that, you know, it's down to these one or two, three things, and that is the best choice. Um, but even after that, typically, unless there's just one that is the right one, uh, you still wait to the last minute because you don't want to part with that dollar, that, that unit of safety, any quicker than you have to. And that is excruciating. Um, I've spent so much of my life doing that, whether it's a, a, you know, a, a shirt that I love and uh, it's a, a car that I want. Um, when it comes to a hotel, it's like you got to scour the entire city to see every single room and location and you know brand and rewards points and the whole deal to see which one is the best that you can get for the least amount of money. Or which is the best that you can get that's the best value. So even though it might be more expensive, it's, it's like, well, it's a four and a half star and it's priced like a three star. So there's a couple of things that I want to share that have helped me tactically. Um, and I'm not sure that this is necessarily a good tactic, but man, when it comes to a hotel room, uh, just, uh, well, it used to be just the, the godsend that Hotwire was because it allowed me to not really choose, but to let Hotwire do the choosing for me. Um, but I think what I've found is, is even better is to start practicing um, setting a reasonable budget for what you want. And just letting yourself spend that, you know, the 
the example is uh, my wife and I drive across the country once or twice a year from California to our hometown in St. Louis. And uh, along the way, uh, we're, we usually have our, our two dogs and a cat with us. And that really limits your options in terms of which hotels will take an animal. But the best pet-friendly hotel that is uh, nice and uh, clean and comfortable is definitely the La Quinta Inn. They don't ask any questions about pets. They're awesome. Uh, the other hotel that doesn't ask any questions is Motel 6. And what we used to do is we would, you know, my wife would take over the driving about an hour before so that I could run this crazy process of scouring all the hotels and trying to find the best deal. Um, all in the end, I realized it was to save like 10 or $20 um, or maybe even end up being the same price. So now... Uh, this last time that I drove back, just this uh, winter, I was so proud of myself because I I just decided I really wanted to stay at the, the La Quinta Inn, and that's what I was going to do. And to let go of all the drama and energy uh, and effort that I put into scouring everything and just stay at the hotel that I wanted to stay at, that cost either the same or 10 or $20 more. Um, it was really a gift to me. Even as I talk about it now, I smile because I still am happy that I didn't waste all that time in my drive trying to find the perfect hotel. Another piece that that I've been practicing, because um, I don't think I'm going to talk you out of, out of doing any research, but for me, uh, I mostly have enough information after... A very short amount of time. And so one of the things that I've been practicing is just trusting the the sources of information that I get um, and trusting also me, trusting what I really want. Um, one of the ways that I do this is uh, recently uh, I had to buy a second car seat. Uh, I use consumer reports. And usually even with that, which has done all this great information and we are pretty much aligned, with the same things that we look for in terms of uh, buying something, even though they've done all this uh, research, I still scour, you know, other research and do all this stuff. And what I've been practicing is just trusting the sources that I trust. So Consumer Reports is really reliable. I can trust them. And if they say that this is the best rated car seat, then I can buy that best rated car seat and not even worry about it. So the, the thing that I want to leave you with is, you know, I don't, I don't have the, uh, you know, final answer for how to interrupt this or even if, if you need to, but I hope that what you are hearing from my sharing is that uh, seeing some of these connections, seeing where you're agonizing over uh, choices, agonizing over action, and to practice, um, A, having compassion for yourself, uh, it makes total sense, the pressure, because you're dealing with, uh, you know, not wanting to be let down by the thing that you're buying, and you're also dealing with a, a feeling as though you're losing safety. And of course, we know that uh, rationally, intellectually, that, you know, we shouldn't take it so serious but it doesn't shift how it feels inside of us. So at a minimum, I hope that, you know, with this awareness that you can have more compassion for yourself because it 
sends you right back to that experience of being seven and having to make an adult decision with childlike wisdom. So please be compassionate with yourself. Uh, let yourself make the, the easy choices around buying. If you can just practice, you know, wherever your budget is, there's probably a dollar amount, whether it's a dollar or it's a hundred dollars. Uh, or $10, there's some buffer zone where the the decision is not really that consequential. So I might invite you to just practice choosing and seeing what happens uh, so that you're practicing trusting yourself and not spending so much time and energy scrutinizing and pressuring yourself. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Again, you've been listening to the Absent Father podcast with Rodney Miller. Please continue to rate and review. Please reach out. I'd love to hear uh, how you are, what resources you use, uh, whether it's consumer reports or uh, anything else that you've noticed that makes your decisions easier. All right, that'll do it for today's episode. Again, you've been listening to the Absent Father podcast, a weekly conversation where we discuss the impacts of growing up with an absent father how to overcome them, and the superpowers that we learn along the way. Again, I'm your host, Rodney Miller. You can get in touch with me by visiting www.rodneymuller.com. Until next time.